You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm really excited to get to talk with my guest today because we're going to be discussing a topic that is a really hot issue. And like anytime there are new things that are accessible in our field, I think many of us therapists are cautious and skeptical and anxious. So I'm really excited to get to chat with my guest, Kim Tolson, today about the use of AI in our private practice. Kim is a therapist turned digital nomad, and she's transformed her passion for travel into an exhilarating lifestyle, living in Airbnbs across the globe. Her journey has led her to create Bill Like a Boss, a thriving community where insurance-based therapists can learn and elevate their practices. Additionally, she's curated a unique membership community called the Traveling Therapist Membership, designed to support therapists juggling work and travel. Recently, Kim's integrated artificial intelligence, or AI, into every aspect of her business, revolutionizing the way she works and interacts with her clients. This exciting development has led to the creation of the Clinical AI Club, a platform dedicated to exploring the intersection of AI and running a private practice. Here, members delve into the potential of AI in enhancing therapeutic practices, offering a space for therapists to learn, grow, and adapt to the evolving digital landscape. Kim, welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much. Here you read that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a long intro. (laughs) No, it's good. You've got so many... So many amazing things. And so I'm excited to have our listeners get to hear a little bit about each of them. And then for us to definitely dive more into this AI piece that's really popular right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So I always start by asking my guests to just give us a little bit of history because I always find it really interesting how each of us got into this field. Some of the journeys are very similar. Some of them are totally different, but I think it's really unique to try to find commonality in that. And there's inspiration in each of our journeys. So for listeners who don't know you, can you share a little bit about how you got into the world of therapy and then kind of these additional places that you have taken your work? Yeah. So, I mean, such a twisted story. I think we've all had that though, you know, so I started yeah. <laughs> out in an, in, an, in an agency right out of grad school, you know, like what we're supposed to do. Um, and then from there, I moved on to a private group practice, burned out in the agency, moved to a private group practice, thought that would be better. And then decided, no, I want my own private practice. So I moved into a brick and mortar office where I worked for like 10 years for myself, just mm. rented an office somewhere, had billers doing my insurance billing. Um, all the while I'm traveling. So I'm traveling like eight to 10 weeks a year, just like I'm like cramming all my clients in and then taking vacation and cramming all my clients in and taking vacation. So, because I love to travel. Yeah. Um, so all of that sort of came together at the same time that I met Amber Lida, who some of you might know is like the online therapist guru. This was back in 2018. 
it all sort of collided at the same time I met Amber. I was like, wait a second. I could actually like travel and see my clients yeah. online. Like I didn't realize that was a thing back then. I mean, now with sure. COVID, we know that, but, um, and at the same time, Amber's course didn't really talk about insurance billing that much, like how to do that if you're on the road or a telehealth therapist. So all of that sort of collided at the same time that I found out my billers were doing a terrible job with insurance mm. billing. Um, I was losing a lot of money. I didn't know anything about it. So that's when I decided, you know, I decided I'm just going to be like really empowered with this. I'm going to get rid of the billers. I'm going to learn how to do insurance billing on my own. I'm going to learn how to do it while I'm on the road. And yeah. it all sort of came together at the same time. And I've always been sort of an entrepreneur with stuff. So I decided, you know, if I need to know this, I'm sure other therapists do too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and it was awful not knowing, not being able to get out of that billing situation, um, feeling stuck and knowing they were doing a bad job, you know, so all of that sort of came together at the same time. So I became an online therapist. I learned how to do my own billing. I left my brick and mortar and started doing sort of, uh, the digital nomad thing a little bit, not as much as I am right now, because now I'm a full-time digital nomad. Right now I'm recording this in the Dominican Republic where we're oh my living gosh, for that's so cool. seven weeks, <laughs> just working and living. And yeah. you, you guys can't see me, but my background is just like a it's tropical, very tropical. <laughs> paradise. Um, so, so that's kind of my story. And then, yeah. you know, AI came about and I've always been sort of an innovator. I've always like look really love tech and new things that are coming out. And I got obsessed with AI. I was like, wait a second, I could use it for this. I can use it for this. So I started messing around with it. And then I realized I could write my notes with it. I could write treatment plans. I could, um, you know, create all the social media content for all three of my memberships in about 30 minutes, you know, using yeah. AI. So of course, I, it's just, in me to want to share it with other people. And then on top of that, I love to try to monetize things, you know, so I can yeah. afford the lifestyle of right. living in you know, tropical places. So, um, so I figured out a way to build this clinical AI club to teach therapists how to do the same thing because it's like so easy and just gets rid of that whole clinical piece. That's just, it takes up so much time, the administration, the progress notes, the documentation, yeah. trying to figure out the right things to write, trying to meet medical necessity for the insurance companies, all of that. So the clinical AI stuff really just tied in nicely with the lifestyle that I'm trying to live. Sure. Yeah. So when did AI come on your radar? Because I know, I feel like it's one of these things that like we started to hear a little bit about maybe like spring of this past year, maybe even before that, I, I just remember seeing college students getting in trouble for writing papers using AI and they were like getting caught. Um, yeah. And that was kind of like when it first came on my radar. When did you first start learning about this? So I say about two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. Found, there's a couple of programs that have been around for a while. One is called Copy AI and the other it's called, um, uh, Jasper now it was called Jarvis before that and okay, it's, yeah. uh, it's sort of an AI program uh, where you know it's archaic now considering what chat GPT can do but at the sure. time it was blowing my mind I was using for like writing a lot of blog posts and um, you know just uh, different things that I was trying to do in my practice sales copy sales pages you know all of that so 
So it was super helpful. It wasn't perfect. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, around maybe I'd say December, January last year is when ChatGPT really came on the scene, openai.com. And it changed everything. Like I ended my Jasper subscription. I'm like, I don't even need this anymore because this thing is so much more advanced. And now, you know, there's quite a few free products out there, just like ChatGPT. There's uh, Claude too, and Bard and a couple of other ones that you can use for different things. But still, in my opinion, ChatGPT is the most sophisticated and advanced yeah. one that I've used. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using ChatGPT for probably the last six, seven months. And I've been using it more so not in my clinical practice, but in my other businesses with similar things like helping to write an outline for the podcast or helping to create a prompt for a blog post or for social media things. And I am very interested to hear your take on like using it in the clinical world, because I think in our profession, we tend to be like rule followers and we tend to be afraid of new things. And I mean, I think like online therapy, you started way before COVID. I started way before COVID. And yeah. I remember people being like, are you sure? Like, I yeah. don't know about this, right? <laughs> like, we're very cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now everybody's like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. And I feel like this might be one of those things. And so I'm mm-hmm. curious, like, for those who are listening, who may kind of have that knee jerk response of like, oh, I don't know, this feels a little scary. What can you kind of offer us maybe to kind of like break that protective barrier so we can kind of be open more as we're kind of like talking more about this today? Yeah, you know, there's definitely two camps with it. Some people are like, never would I use it to write a progress note or something like that. Um, On top of the Clinical AI Club, I also created a course that's become like a best-selling course. I think I've sold like almost 300 copies now around just the documentation piece. And in that course, the first thing that we talk about is what is PHI, you know, public health information. Um, And and then what is HIPAA and what do those two things say about using AI? Yeah. Um, So with the progress note, piece, you would never submit any kind of information into ChatGPT or any of these like public online free AI things that would be that you'd be able to identify a client. So we Mm -hmm. we see this in the in the Facebook groups too. Like if you want help with a client or something like that, you would never make it enough information that you could identify who it was. Sure. Um, So that's where we start with that. If you're going to use AI, you never put any PHI, any any like identifying like ages, addresses, names, of course, yeah. Um, anything that you could read and be like, oh yeah, if I, if I knew this person, I I'd totally know who you're talking about. You'd never sure. want to put that in there. But for me, you know, I'm online, right? So I'm concurrently doing notes while I'm in my session. So I'm just typing out like little phrases or little like notes to myself, basically in, you know, my session when it's over, I copy and paste it, put it into chat GPT and I've developed templates, you know, that basically mm. say, um, you know, for any, any note I submit in this chat thread that I'm doing right now, I want it to be written like a, a therapist whose main focus is EMDR. And I want it to be written in soap note format and I want it to meet medical necessity. So I've trained it for medical necessity yeah. and here, and here's the blurb and it takes it and it, it literally turns it into a very detailed soap note with a clinical treatment plan at the bottom. 
Um, So the caution with that is AI is smart, right? So it likes to interject its own um, (laughs) information. Sure. You know, if it's if it's like, well, we need to know more about this person. I think this person probably also likes to go surfing. You know, yeah. It it will it will literally interject in these notes. So you know, the cautionary tale with that is, of course, you're not using PHI, but you don't want to get in this thing where it's like, all right, I've got another client in like two minutes. I'm gonna just put this note in there. It's gonna spit this out in one second. I'm gonna copy paste it, put it in the chart, and go on to the next client. Yeah. So you you do have to be really careful to read what this thing's writing for you because it's so it's so easy to just assume it's doing a great job because it normally does, but you have sure. to make sure it's not interjecting weird details into these notes. You know. Um. So those those two things would be my biggest cautionary sort of things about using like open AI, like these open platforms yeah. that people are using that I use. Yeah. So if I hear you, it's pretty much kind of like how we approach in general talking about clients, right? Like you said, you wouldn't put clear identifying information about a client in a Facebook post. We're not putting that in a prompt Ooh. to AI. And then we're also like double checking, <laughs> make sure that what is stated is accurate. Exactly. Cause it like, it does like to add details, especially after a while. Like if you're in the same chat and you're, you've done this progress note and this progress and progress note and this one, it starts to think it's the same person after yeah. a while. Yeah. And it'll add in weird little details and it'll be like, no, that's no, that's not right. <laughs> so you have to right. Or sometimes you have to start over and train it again and, and get back to like a, a base kind of like um prompt for it. Yeah. yeah. How much time do you feel like this has saved you by like starting to use this oh for those kinds of things? I, I could not even tell you. I mean, I would say probably 20, 30 hours a week, just based wow. on what I'm doing with all of my, you know, I have three memberships. I've got seven yeah. Facebook groups. I've got, you know, all these other social media platforms that I'm putting content on, um, <clears throat> you know, I travel, I use it for my traveling stuff. Like it makes itinerary for me based on my personal preferences. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my podcast, I have a podcast called the traveling therapist and I mean, you probably do this too, Ashley. You, you literally take the transcript, plug it into chat TPT and say, summarize this and, you know, pull out the three key points and give me a really like cool clickbaity title. Yeah, that I could add to my podcast. So I do that for every episode too. And I mean, that used to take me forever. Like I have to yeah. sit and think, okay, what do we talk about? Uh, how would I summarize this and try to think of a good title? Like, I'm just not creative like that, you know? Sure. So this thing, you know, especially because it knows my voice, it knows I'm the traveling therapist, you know, um, it knows that I'm my specific audiences, therapists that are usually in private practice and want to travel the world. Yeah. Um, so it knows my voice, but it knows how to write to my audience. So that's just, I mean, right there every week sure. I do a podcast episode and that's probably four or five hours I was spending just trying to be creative on that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so really yeah. opens up, opens up time for you for sure. Oh my gosh. But, but the way I am, I just fill it with more stuff, but yeah. <laughs> you, you would think yeah. I would just like not, but, but yeah, yeah. I do that. Um, but, it, but it, it helps so much and I've trained my VA on how to use it. So it helps yeah. her a lot, which cuts down on the amount of time and having to pay her for, you know, that's really true. Yeah. Trickle down effect, you know, yeah. that way. Now, um, 
apart from like progress notes, what are some other ways that you have found like within your private practice that you're using AI to kind of help support your work? Yeah, I could go on and on about this. So in the clinical AI club, every month we do a different clinical topic. So this month we're doing treatment plans. Okay. Um, Yeah. And you guys would not believe this. I mean, you train it basically to know what a uh, specific measurable treatment plan goal and objective is. And then you can literally do a little blurb, just like you would with the progress note and say, you know, I want you to, to make a, a, a treatment plan that meets medical necessity for this insurance company. I've even trained it with different insurance oh, companies. Wow. What they look for, for medical necessity, because a lot of them will give you that information. Um, and tell it to write write a, a treatment plan with three goals and objectives that meet the specific issues that this client's going through right now. And it just spits it right out in like two seconds. Yeah. Um, and of course you check it and make sure it's not like right. a crazy intervention. And sometimes, you know, I'll look at the objectives or, and I'll say, well, this person, you know, like, let's say that ChatGPT says, okay, for the intervention part, we're going to um, have them journal every single day for one hour or stuff like that. And I'll go back and say, well, this person actually doesn't like to journal. They're super analytical. Um, so let's rewrite these based on that personality characteristic. And it'll just rewrite the treatment plan. Cause you want it to be specific to your client. You don't want to yeah. use obviously the cookie cutter treatment plans for every single client. Um, so you can make it very specific and it does it super quick and it meets medical necessity. And you don't have to worry about like a lot of us, with simple practice would use Wiley treatment planner, but those treatment yeah. planner, that treatment planner is not um, specific and it's not measurable. It's goals and objectives. So yeah, GPT, you just tell it to spit the stuff out and it just does it immediately for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one way there's like a million ways though. How long do you feel like it takes or it took for you to train chat GPT to understand, like you're talking about like, yeah, they know like chat GPT knows kind of these are the the specific things I'm looking for in the treatment plan, or even talking about using it to kind of help write some of the social media stuff for your podcast that, you know, after a while they know it knows, <laughs> it knows yeah. kind of your style. How long do you think it took you to kind of get it to really know you and spit out your voice essentially? You know, I think it doesn't take that long, really, especially after you realize that like there's sort of a formula to doing it for different things. Like, like yeah. I said, I have, I have like three, well, four businesses, you know, so I've had to train a bunch of different ones, but for a therapist, it's just, you know, in private practice as a certain, like a CBT therapist or a therapist that does DBT and group therapy. And, you know, it's pretty easy to train it for that. It really is. Um, and then once you've got it in there, you know, I recommend to people copy and paste to keep it in a document somewhere in case you have to start a new chat because with chat GPT, it doesn't remember your information from chat to chat necessarily. So you have to, when you start a new one, you have to kind of program it, it again. Kind of prompt it. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. they have come out now with a way to just overall in your account, like add information about yourself. So it, oh. it already automatically knows who you are now in a lot of cases. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't delved that far into it yet, but that's, that's interesting to know that you can add those, those things. Cause that definitely helps for sure. Very cool. Because then it basically guides all of the chats. Once after you put it in, it doesn't do it for old, older chats, but any new ones after you train it that way is it's super helpful. 
We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice, real life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug and send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. This is still on topic with AI, but it's a little bit changed from kind of how it sounds like you're using AI in your practice. I know one of the things I've seen come up in some of the Facebook groups is concern of I don't know if there's businesses offering this now, but I've seen screenshots where people are like, oh, you can kind of use AI as a therapist. And like, is this like, you know, going to take over our jobs? What's your take on that? I have my own opinion about it, but like, what's your take on that? I mean, I think it's possible, honestly. Mm. I mean, I mean, I don't know. In the clinical AI club, somebody posted an article yesterday that said when, like ChatGPT 3.5 came out, its percentage of like solving math problems was 98%. And now it's like 2%. So oh. there is some phenomenon happening where it's like kind of like dumbing down ChatGPT. Um, okay. And we were talking about it in the clinical AI club. We're kind of like, is this like, okay, really? Because ChatGPT scrapes knowledge, right? So anybody mm-hmm. that's entering knowledge is sort of scraping and learning from these different pieces. And our theory in there was, you know, the average IQ is a hundred, right? Yeah. So possibly it's starting to scrape like and become dumber in a way, you know, than yeah. it was when it first launched. Cause I think they estimated the IQ of ChatGPT was like 140 something okay. in the beginning. But, you know, so we kind of had that theory. So I go back and forth with it. I'm like, is it going to get smarter or dumber? Yeah. Is it going to get more yeah. sympathetic? You know, I don't know. Um, It's a, it's, it's, controversial to think, you know, that it's being programmed by the mass population really. And, you know, are we, are we good, empathetic, smart people or are we not, you know, like, yeah, what are we going to see come out of this? Um, Now in the clinical AI club, I actually programmed a bot to like focus on like private practice systems and how to analyze those systems and then spit out really thorough uh, like almost like treatment plans for private practices that that okay. are struggling with systems and like billing systems or yeah. onboarding systems, that sort of thing. So this bot is super smart, you know, and I keep adding to it. So anytime anybody asks a question, I'll add to the bot and like train it a little bit more. Yeah. So I do feel like there is, there are lots of ways to train a bot per se around being like an empathetic yeah. therapist type personality you know sure. so you know and I don't know if anybody else has ever done this but if you put in like hey I've got a problem with blah 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 what do you recommend it will say Kim I'm so sorry that you're struggling with this and yeah here's, yeah here's what most people would do to handle that and here's some suggestions on how you can cope with it you know it will say that yeah. to you yeah well I think it's <laughs> my my take I think 
just like anything, there's room for something to take over an industry, but I feel like there's a type of client that may want something like that, you know, that think of there are clients who are like, I want a text-based therapist. I want to just text. I don't want video. I don't want phone. And then there's others are like, I don't even want to see somebody on a screen. I want to meet in person. So I, I, I think our job security is safe from AI, but, but I think it's going to become, like you said, like how, how is it used? How do we integrate it? Cause I think we are going to see more and more integration into our practices. Yeah. You're kind of on the front line of that in, in kind of figuring that out for yourself and then being being able to share that with other clinicians. Can you yeah. share a little bit about the clinical AI club and kind of what, yeah. what that is and, and kind of what's inside there for, for listeners? I'd love to. Yeah. So I made it a super low price point. So $9 a month for anybody that wants to join. And I don't think I'm going to go up on that price because I, I just wanted to be accessible, but you know, also I need support to create content and all that stuff with, with uh, the membership fee. But basically, uh, I think we've got like 250 clinicians have already signed up for this thing. And it just, I mean, it just started it in June, I think is when we first launched it. And it's just crazy how we're helping each other learn how to use this to make our private practices better. So we have a private Facebook group where we are constantly like every day we have a a thing in there that's prompt of the day. So if you do a really cool prompt in chat GPT, you go over and share it in the prompt of the day. Yeah. And you know, it even that it it makes you go, oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. You know, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, there's just the possibilities just blow your mind. Um and then every month we have a theme. So this month we're doing treatment plans. Um I bring in guest experts. I'm bringing in uh Gabrielle Giuliani Villani. She's passed Medicare and Medicaid audits and she uses AI a lot too. She's coming in to do a special training on treatment plans and using AI and how to make sure you're meeting that medical necessity if you were to get audited. So she's going to talk about that. Um and then I deliver like 20 to 30 really detailed thought out prompts that you could plug right into chat GPT. So you don't have to think about it around whatever the topic of the month is. Yeah. And as I, as I said, this month, it's treatment plans. Last month we did marketing your private practice. So lots of ways to um, use AI to help you market easier and faster. Sure. Um, next month we're doing like client assignments that are, are evidence-based. So, you know, how, how do I, how do I take this treatment plan and this progress note, plug it into chat GPT and have it create an evidence-based homework assignment that yeah. I can stick in the chart and show progress and success and also make it part of the treatment plan. So we're you know, going to be doing that next month. So every month it's a different topic, a different theme. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and it um, sounds like it really helps not just like not just in the part of the clinical piece, right. But like you said, like the marketing part or, you know, treatment plan, not just in like writing a note or writing the treatment plan, but like homework for clients. I never even thought about that as a possibility. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say every month we have an implementation session. So it's about an hour and a half long where we all just get on zoom together and, and kind of co-work and talk about ideas and, you know, people will, say like, Kim, I'm trying to do this with it. I don't know how to do it. Help me. And I'll say, sure. okay, well, have you thought about this, this, and this, um, to, to implement what you're trying to do with it. So we, we have that once a month too, which is really cool. 
hear yeah. the different ideas and sort of collaborate on that together. Do you yeah. find people are intimidated at first or like, do you find that people who are joining or like that you're working with in other capacities around AI with their practice are most people like, yes, let's go. Or do you feel like there's uh, some intimidation going into it? And if so, how do you help work through that? Well, there definitely is. And I think a lot of people don't realize what it can do. They think that you just put some stuff in and it'll kind of spit something out, but they don't realize how sophisticated it really is until yeah. you start kind of giving suggestions like, well, try it this way. And then they'll put it in and they'll be like, oh my God. Like you just said, like, I'd already thought about using it for homework. Once you like, it kind of opens your eyes to what yeah. you can do with it. It's like, oh my gosh. Then the creativity starts flowing and sure. Um, you know, but I think there definitely is intimidation. The training hub that comes with the AI club, I put tons of like intro videos in there. Like what even is ChatGPT? Like what is open AI? What does that mean? How do I get in there and get started with it? How do I, yeah. even, you know, log into it? You know, so we start with that basic stuff for people that have never used it before. But then we definitely have some experts, you know, that are like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. using it for everything. And this is giving me even more ideas and I love it. So there's a wide range of people coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to be tech savvy <laughs> to no. get into this. <laughs> it's something that you can learn just like Chad GBT learns. We can learn too in this process. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And really any problem you have, or you need to figure out, I'll do a quick video and pop it in there too. You know, I'll just be like, here's a, here's how I would do it. And I'll do a little loom video and yeah, share it in there, like share my screen on how I'm doing it. So yeah, you can do it. You can do it. It's, it's awesome. Even if you don't want to write progress notes with it, you can still do treatment plans and homework mm -hmm. assignments and marketing. Like, you know, even if you're not comfortable with that piece, because I think that's the piece that freaks everybody out. It's like, yeah. you know, is this HIPAA compliant, you know, and I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I'm kind of keeping an eye on all of our boards to see what their official statements are going to be about AI and how we can yeah. use it in our practices, but it's too new. So we don't have a lot of guidance around that yet. Um, yeah. 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 Well, and I think yeah. the key takeaway from that is just like, like we talked about earlier, keeping it vague and not identifying client specific information and, mm -hmm. you know, just being mindful of rereading what, <laughs> what it's putting out. So that way you can just verify like, oh yeah, this is accurate or no, it's like talking about something that's totally unrelated to this client. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just be careful about that. And Yeah. I mean, other than that, I, I personally don't see a problem with it. I did a joint interview with Lysalt and the person center tech and myself and a couple other people on another podcast. And Lias is like, no, like she, she's not having it. She's like, you need to use like a HIPAA compliant AI program. Like, um, I think there's one called Mentiac is one okay. that's HIPAA compliant. Um, there's another one on the scene called, uh, God, what's it called? Auto notes AI or something like that, but it's not okay. HIPAA compliant. Um, so if you're worried about it, there are programs out there that you can find okay. that are a little more protected like that. Okay. Um, if we talk about the clinical AI club, somebody said the other day, have y'all tried auto notes AI or whatever? And it, it's just not as good. It's very, mm. these things are really limited as compared to what you can do with just regular old chat GPT, which is free. You know, you yeah. buy the paid version, it gets a lot more sophisticated. There's plugins and we talk about that in the clinical AI club too, but 
you don't have to have all that. You can use the free version and really just double the amount of free time you have in your private sure. practice. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure. So for listeners who are interested in checking out the AI club, where can they go to learn more about it? Yeah, you can go to uh, www.clinicalaiclub.com. That's the website. You can sign up. Like I said, it's $9 a month. Um, I did start a free Facebook group, Run Your Private Practice with AI. So that's another one if you guys want to come join that too. It's not as active, um, but it's definitely got some good stuff in there. Like I'll add little trainings and things in there too. So that's, that's another way to get involved if you don't want to go full in on the clinical AI club, but I recommend it because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you have um, a freebie that people can check out too, to kind of dip their toes yeah. into this. Yeah. I think Ashley will share the link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, it's basically like a, like a, prompt 101, how to get logged into chat GPT for the first time, what prompts are, how to construct them. So you're actually getting good outcomes. Um, and I think I put, yeah, there's a training in there too, like mini training around progress notes and, and the PHI piece and how to go ahead and write a progress note using chat GPT. Yeah. So super helpful. So if you're looking to dip your toes in like, okay, I think I want to check this out, but I'm still feeling intimidated or worried like this that's a great place to to check that out and to get started and we will have that and all the links to the groups and the clinical ai club um in the show notes for sure yeah kim i'm i always love chatting with you and i i love the innovativeness that you have in looking at for yourself like how can i work smarter, not harder, and mm-hmm. then being willing to share that with other people. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me today. Cause I know this will be an episode that's going to be really beneficial for listeners. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for asking me to come talk about it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the raise to empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.